Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello everyone, I am heading home from Tennessee. You know, for the most part, it went good. I mean, there were moments I was up and down, up and down, I was exhausted, but the people that I met, I just felt taken care of. The builder that built our home and all the contractors that Jeff had built relationships with, even a new guy that we hadn't even done business with, they all came out. The underground utilities guy, the excavator, the electrician, the plumber, the concrete guy, and the builder. I mean, all of them, and the HVAC guy, all of them came and met with me and hugged me and loved me and said, anything that you need, we'll give you pricing from last year. I just feel so taken care of. And I also am not fearful of that place. Yes, it was hard. It was my first time going there all by myself, but I made that choice on my own. I decided I wanted to do it on my own because I wanted to feel everything. I wanted to feel God. I wanted to feel Jeff. I wanted to feel my heart. You know, those of you who follow me, you know, I actually recorded it on video. It's on my YouTube channel. So I was not alone. And I'm just so grateful. So, so, so grateful that I walk out of there with peace and excitement of what God is going to do. And of course, today is Tuesday. It's my word of the day on Annunciation Radio. And it was humble. I need to be so humble that I kick my pride to the curb, that I absolutely throw my entire life into Jesus and Mary's hands. That's being humble. By the way, every single one of us should take pride to confession because we have prideful moments all the time. We're prideful when we do what God tells us not to do, which is to be unloving to someone, to have resentment, lack of forgiveness. This is pride. This is you saying, yeah, God, not today. Usually we say, Satan, not today. But a lot of the time we do say, hey, Jesus, not today. I'm going to do my thing my way. Humility 
and being humble. I feel like humility. I'm, I'm humiliating myself when I override what God wants me to do in my life. And in order to be humble, I have to do it all day, every day. Meaning, giving, giving him my life. Saying, look, Lord, you know the plan for me. I don't. So help me do your plan. Help me do your will. A lot of people confuse God's will because they think it's like some crazy voice that we have to hear and that we have to be like intimately, mystically involved with God to know for sure. I mean, there is a component of that. We have to have a relationship with God. We have to give ourselves to him. We cannot make, you know, our plans, our plans. But when you're in prayer and when you're humbly giving yourself to God, this is how you know if his will is happening. Doors are opening. Maybe you're looking to change a career. Maybe you are looking to get into ministry. Maybe you're looking to get married and you're not sure if this is the person you want to marry. Are doors opening? Are you talking marriage? Is she saying I want to marry you? Are you having faith-based conversations? Are things opening up where you're walking through? Or is she or he not ever talking about marriage? Or maybe withdrawing. Doesn't want a faithful relationship if you're gonna choose another career how are those doors opening as you go in to interview or you talk about you know a new pivot are you having new networks and new people to help you out this is how it was for me when I moved away from my executive career into ministry and I kind of did it in a prideful way because I was not quite there in my prayer life. So I was working for God, not with God. But the doors were opened. So I sit here and I'm thinking, okay, I wrote a book. I have no idea how I'm supposed to publish this, how to design it, how to get it out there. And then God put someone in my way. And then that person also did my website because I didn't have anyone that could do my website. And then helped me with, you know, all of these other things. And for me at that moment, I knew, even though sometimes it was at the 11th hour before he slipped it through, right? The door was closed up until 11.59 and then he opened it. And I think that was a lot of testing for me too. Do I truly believe? Do I have patience? You know, type of thing. And that is exactly how he works in your life. So if you're looking at a decision, start kind of walking in that direction and see if the doors slam on you. My doors were slammed in my face when I thought I wanted another CIO role, Chief Information Officer. That's a person who, you know, oversees IT. And I was interviewing at Motorola. And I wanted that job so bad, I prayed on it. Oh, I'm telling you people, I was in adoration on my knees for three months praying for that job. I wanted out of my current company so bad that I was ready to jump out of the fire pit into the fire kind of thing. 
even though I felt a little unsettled in my stomach, kind of nervous because, you know, hey, I don't really think that I'm really qualified for this job, I still wanted it. And then while I was in adoration, I have to share, many of you heard this, sorry about that, but I was in adoration sitting in front of Jesus and he said to me, it was right before this whole interview process that was between me and another man went on for three months, right before the decision was made, it was probably, I don't know, a week, God puts on my heart in adoration, this isn't for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I've only been in here praying for this to you on my knees for months now. What do you mean this isn't for me? This isn't for you. And then I call it a fleece of peace. It just came right over me. I was so peaceful. I was totally cool with it. Totally cool with it. I was like, okay, Lord, this isn't your will. And then I go home, I tell my husband, hey, I don't think I'm going to get that job because I don't think it's God's will and I'm okay with it. And he looked at me like I was nuts because he knew how much I was going into prayer to ask God to make this happen. So that was my will, my pride. And the doors slammed in my face. I didn't get the job. Thank you, God. <laughs> but at the time, I thought it was the right thing for me. So, if doors slam in your face, know that it is God's will. So that door slammed in my face. Okay, now I'm stuck at my company. A month later, I get fired. And then a few months after that, I actually have a position created for me from a software company as an executive advisor and lo and behold, and I say that because it's God, I learned so much about how to market, about content, <laughs> about messaging, and I didn't realize that that was going to come into my ministry. I had no idea that God was training me through this other company, and I was learning a lot. And then, when they didn't need me anymore after, what, two years I was there, that was the moment that I needed to decide if I was going to go back into corporate America or if I was going to do this Catholic ministry. And then we made the decision. Somehow my husband, through the grace of God, said yes. And then we move forward, step by step. Just amazing. So be humble. Pay attention and know that if doors are shutting, it's not God's will. If doors are opening, keep walking with humility, right? Keep grabbing God's hand and being a couple steps back. Grab Mary's hand and allow them to guide you and lead you and pay attention and then say again throughout your discernment, God if this is not your will, then take it away. Please take it away. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to have any thoughts around this because it's not your will. 
but <laughs> if it is your will bring it bring it more and more and more and help me make it a reality that's the walk of discernment we have to pay attention to our mind and our body go look at my 14 rules of discernment of spirits it's on my YouTube channel I go through all the rules of when you're in consolation when you're in desolation how does evil attack you and mess with your heart and your mind and your life they're a master at it and we need to know the rules so again search the discernment of spirits series rules 1 through 14 and the more we learn how to play the game the more we're gonna win okay let's pray <laughs> in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen come Holy Spirit help direct us in life Help us pay attention to your signs in our life, your movement in our spirit, in our heart. Help us to be peaceful if you want us to make a big change in our lives. Help us to know that it is your will by putting it in our hearts more and more and more. Lord, so often people do not move in your direction because of fear. Please take away all of the fear, all of the fear, all of the anxiety and worry of this choice that we must make in our life. And help us to hear clearly, because we're all pretty dense, Lord, what your will is through our soul, our mind, and our body. Mary, take our left hand. Holy Spirit, take our right. Guide us and lead us to Jesus' sacred heart where there is peace that surpasses all understanding, where our life should be focused. Lord, we now pray for all of the souls in purgatory. Please bring them into your kingdom. They are loving you in ways their pain in their heart not being in your kingdom we know that love requires justice that you are merciful but you are a just God but we ask for more mercy on these souls in purgatory as we speak those names in our individual lives
surrendering to God, doing our best all day, every day to invite Jesus in to everything, every activity. And when our thoughts are uncharitable and judging and condemning and resentful and angry and impatient, let's ask God to come in, give it to him. Lord, I am sorry for being impatient with this person. Please help me love like you command me to love. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that we are walking together. I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I really thought my whole ministry was about me being there to walk with you. Yet, you being there to walk with me is what I need so much right now and for that I praise God that all of you all of you are there with me thank you so so much and thank you God thank you Mary it's so weird to even think that God set me up for this time to be able to deal with this because of all your prayers and all the masses and everything that you've had for my father and for my husband. Just amazing. This is what it's about. We need spiritual companions on the journey. And I hope that if this is touching you and helping you, that you share this. So many people need to suffer with joy and need to lean on Jesus and seek his grace in their lives and maybe through my tragedy and my walk that it inspires people to move toward him it's not me I need you to understand this this is not Kendra Von Ash doing this I have no other than me saying yes and other than me you know praying to God to you know heal me from within since September it's your prayers God can't help but pour out the grace. So keep praying for those in your life that you love. Make sure that you keep them on the top of your prayer list and in your heart. And make those sacrifices as you go through your day. Offer them up for those souls. I know my mom prayed me back to the faith even though she wasn't even practicing. She quit drinking at 52 years old. I quit drinking at 53. I didn't quit. God healed me. He quit it for me. I'll never have another drink. And so I turn and say, I believe those are her prayers because she's seen me pretty much do the exact opposite of her with alcohol. Really back in the day. Lately, not as bad, but back in the day, wow. Borderline alcoholic, I'm telling you. So prayers are powerful. I'm a living, breathing, walking example of that. And I keep you in mine. Please keep me in yours. And I hope that your prayer life is changing. That it is truly becoming more selfless. Yes, yes, yes. We should pray for our own petitions. We should ask God to come into our lives. No doubt. But I give myself in the rosary, for example, one decade for me to 
do God's will, but all the other ones are for everybody else. If you look at that ratio, four to one, pretty selfless. We do need to pray for ourselves. <laughs> Don't forget to do your, your work, deepening your relationship with God, because that's the true connection is that love and that voice that you know, that feeling of God, the virtuous spirit in you versus the evil one or ourselves that sometimes get in our own way. I love you so much. I don't have the words. I'm so grateful to be walking with you. How are you doing this Lent? Please put a comment down because you're not just walking with me. You're walking with a ton of other people. And it'd be really cool if we could all share with one another what we're struggling with, what we're triumphing over so that maybe, maybe, just maybe we can see someone else out there. Wow. They're struggling just like me. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and have a blessed and inspired day.